audio podcast. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, welcome everybody. This is the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Today, I'm going to talk about Krishna and the cosmic order. This is going to be a really good episode, highly, highly requested episode. What's up, Missy? How are you doing? Welcome. Um, I've had people ask me for this episode for a while. And um, I really wanted to go ahead and bring something. I wanted to do some justice to it. So um, I have finished the Bhagavad Gita and I have a much better understanding of who Krishna is, um, how he correlates to Jesus himself. Um, what does all of this mean and what is the cosmic order? Um, in fact, the Bhagavad Gita has been hands down the book, the text. I will consider it a great work of spiritual enlightenment, um, a holy book, whatever you want to consider it. Um, I am not Hindu. Um, however, I very, very much uh, vibe with it. I very much get um, a lot of what I think that the Gita was trying to say. A lot of people will call the Bhagavad Gita the Gita, by the way. Um, and so that's no disrespect. That's just kind of a shorthand term for it amongst more of the metaphysical Eastern mystics. Um, and personally, that's what I am. I am a mystic. I lean more towards Gnostic mysticism uh, within the message of Jesus and the Gnostic Gospels, uh, specifically the Gospel of Thomas. Um, now, with that said, this is not a religious channel whatsoever. So uh, we explore faith, spirituality, and the paranormal in an open mind, open heart setting. Um, just very authentically here asking real questions like, what does this mean? How do we apply it to life? Cause if we can't apply it to life, then what's the point, right? Like if it doesn't actually enlighten us, if it doesn't help us love each other and love ourselves ultimately, then what's the point? And for me, the Bhagavad Gita was one of the best, uh, documents for that. It's also really exciting. Like for me, it, you know, when I pick up the Bible, I grew up with the Bible and like, it's so out of order if you are not trained by the construct, you do not understand it. Um, and by the way, if you think you understand it, I can almost guarantee you that there's more to learn. And for me, there is too, because I, you know, as you dig into the mythologies and understand the source texts that the Bible came from and how it was kind of canonized and all of the stuff around that, especially the Politico type, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll call it manipulations, uh, for, for later date, but, um, not trying to be conspiracy theory here, but, you know, we just see that like Rome had a huge heavy hand in what we have today as a Bible. And so it was probably in 2020 when I finally was like, all right, father, you know, God, Lord, like whatever. I just, I don't even care what, is the truth. I don't care what leads me to enlightenment. I just need to get there. And I said, I was just, I'm tired. I said, I've read the Bible a thousand and one times over and over and over. Um, Shu says, what are we talking about? We're talking about Krishna and the cosmic order. And so I'm going to be getting into the Bhagavad Gita today. I'm just kind of giving a quick preface on why I started reading it and why I think it is like of the utmost value for anyone who is seeking spiritually, specifically, and especially if you are a deconstructing Christian or a constructing Christian or a neutral Christian or 
you just sit next to your significant other in church. I think it's one of the best documents for anyone to read, whether you're a pastor, a parishioner, uh, whatever, um, because it really, really ties together a lot of things for me. Um, and with that said, you know, I had just a very, very heartfelt prayer, uh, probably one of the most heartfelt prayers of my entire life when I just poured out my heart like, you know, God, I don't care if it's in the Bible. I don't care if it's in the church. I don't care where I don't care where it is. I just want to understand what the real reality is. And I think I worded it that way. The authentic reality, the real reality. Like, I want to see what's really going on. Who am I really? Who are you really? I, you know, and I told at the time, I told God at the time, um, I feel like things have been manipulated. I feel like things have been misunderstood. I feel like we're missing a lot in translation and maybe even don't even have all the pieces. And so I was like, I know it can't be that difficult, Lord. Like, I know it can't be. If it's that important, if it's that important, then it cannot be as convoluted as misrepresented, misunderstood. And let's just be honest, completely butchered as we've made it. And I'm talking about religion, guys. Um, this is not a religious channel, but I'm just talking about the idea that, hey, I have the way and the truth, and, and it's in here. It's in this document, or it's in this belief system. And so after I prayed that prayer, uh, my whole life turned upside down. I literally lost everything from my business to my cars to my house to um, we had a camper and a boat and, like, I mean, it's not like I was what you would consider, you know, wealthy, but I was, I, I had what I would say was a pretty decently successful business, or at least was headed in that direction. And then the 2020 hit with the pandemic and, um, boy, it really, really tore me a new one. And, um, so with that was like a really reconstructing opportunity for my whole belief systems or what I call our BS, right? Um, so that I could, you know, I'm like, well, if, if my whole life is in shambles anyway, I might as well just really relook at what do I even believe? Who, who am I really? Um, and with that said, um, I, you know, I, I came to everything from Scientology to Hinduism, to Buddhism, to Zoroastrianism. Um, I've learned about the different cults that surround all of these things from, Yahweh's cults to different cabals to all of the things that are out there and you know I honestly don't claim any of them um, because the way that I follow really is just the way within and it is the thing that I believe that I am the child of God I believe that you are the child of God I don't believe that any of us are anything but loved forgiven taken care of and all we have to do is come into agreement with that. And so that's kind of how I'm approaching this. Now, that took me two years, three years at this point to really wrap my head around. Um, and I'm continuing on that. Kathy says agreed. Absolutely. Zohar is dope. Yes, absolutely, RC. Um, new book out now, Incredible UFO of God. Um, MKH. Oh, very cool. I'll have to check that out, man. Thank you very much. Um, let's see. Uh, Madison says, Jesus loves you. Absolutely. Jesus does love me. And, and that's exactly what I, you know, I came to is like, I don't need all of this stuff. I don't need all the constructed belief systems to absolutely be a devotee of Jesus, of Krishna, of Buddha. 
um, because their message is literally the same, guys. Like, I mean, we can argue semantics all day long and we can look at like, no, 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 you don't understand. The church says this and like he is the way and, and, and he, you know, it was the cross and all of this. And like if you take that out, it's all the same message. And there's a lot of evidence the more you research to go, wait a minute, what really happened? Like there, some theories show that there are multiple of this Jesus or Yeshua. Some theories show that he survived the crucifixion. Some show that he was never crucified. Some show that, you know, it's all a story and none of it was actually literal. It was all an esoteric representation to be playing out within the hearts of man and it was a story or a mythology built so that these kind of mystery schools, the uh, more esoteric magi could um, communicate their message back and forth. So, like, it's all. It's all. Joseph Campbell's Hero with a Thousand Faces. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, RC. Uh, I have not read that one yet, but it is on the queue. Um, so, with that said... Um, I don't need Jesus to be a savior. I don't need him to be an extraterrestrial. I don't need him to be the only prophet. I don't need him to be anything other than show me that I am the Christ and that you are the Christ. And I really, really believe that's what he came to do. And I believe that that's why um, when the Bible talks about Lucifer, and I've talked about this before, the Bible talks about Lucifer um, and how he's kind of like, oh, he's fallen from heaven. And so this Yahweh God is judging him. Well, if you look at Jesus was literally speaking not of Yahweh. He was speaking of a different father in spirit and in truth. Um, and he literally told them, um, you know, hey, you're worshiping uh, the devil because you do the will of your father. But I'm doing the will of mine. And he is in spirit and truth. And the day will come when you will worship in spirit and in truth. And so I'm paraphrasing that, but like, this is all, yeah, absolutely. Beautiful says, uh, I am, uh, RC says Gnosticism. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm very, um, I'm very Gnostic in my beliefs. And what's interesting, this is what's weird is after I prayed that prayer, like heartfelt poured out to God, like, you know, I, I don't care. Like I'm willing to deconstruct everything. I started having these thoughts like God of the old Testament is not the father that Jesus speaks of. Then I went through a phase where I like, I didn't even like Jesus. Cause I'm like, if he's, he's in cahoots with the God in the old Testament, there's no way like, how is he the truth and the life and love and, and forgiveness and all of those things? Like, I just don't see it. I could not wrap my head around it or my heart, by the way, or my heart. And I think that's more important than anything. Like your heart chakra is your compass. And so if you can't wrap your heart around it, then it probably doesn't need to be embraced in my experience. Uh, Dustin Wall says, great show. Thank you very much, my friend. Um, so that's kind of what I'm getting into is like I was having these thoughts. I was having these, you know, visions, like not like literal visions or anything, but just like more deeper understandings, like little flashes of, oh, I think I get it. But, ooh, that's really uncomfortable. And one of those things was Jesus is not the son of Yahweh. Jesus is the son of the father, or Abba, as he called him, or Theos, the supreme being, which we're about to see in the Bhagavad Gita here. And so that's really where I think that, like, Jesus was almost like an incarnation of Krishna, again, coming to that culture and time 
which was literally building the construct that would then control the whole world for the rest of time and then spurn into Rome. I mean, if you looked at where Jesus was born into, and this is nothing against any culture, any race, religion, anything. You guys, please don't take it that way. That's not how I mean it. I'm just sharing with you what I've understood from my studying. You see that you had the Hebrew culture and the Jewish religion, and they followed Yahweh. Then you had the Roman Catholics that came 300 years after they were unaliving all of the Gnostic Christians. And then we move into immediately, um, that's really when Christianity becomes the uh, religion of the state for Rome, um, the ones that, that hung him on the cross, right? And so that's kind of sketch, right? Um, but if you really look, like what do they represent? Even in the book of Revelation, you have, there's two beasts. One of those beasts is the religious construct that was built in the time and culture that Jesus was born into. And the other one is the political construct and economic construct that was being built by Rome at the time. Both of those cultures right there colliding, literally becoming the superpowers of the world that we have today. Again, that's that's nothing against anybody. Like, I love you. I've got friends that are Jewish. I have friends that are uh, very much of Roman descent. I have um, a lot of different friends and family in my life. And so I'm not here to speak against anyone. For all intents and purposes, this is an esoteric understanding of what do the constructs look like and like what is representative within them. So uh, that's how I view the Bible, not necessarily as a literal thing all the time, but more as like for those with eyes to see and ears to hear, like to understand that the religious construct, the political construct, and the economic construct, apart from any race, religion, culture, literally are the three heads are the three points of interest within that beast system that we see in revelation so i'm not a big revelation guy but uh that's kind of where i approach it so i believe that jesus was speaking of the supreme being as his father and i believe that by all intents and purposes he certainly could have been the reincarnation of krishna the same being all the way traced back to enki in the sumerian mythology like i see that enki is uh, he's Krishna, he's Buddha, he's Jesus, like he's that, he's Lucifer in, in that. We've got to remember Lucifer is just that Latin word for light bearer. It's not even necessarily a character other than we, you know, Yahweh is kind of speaking out through a prophet on like bringing judgment against this light bearer. So thank you, Melissa. What's up, Melissa? we got a lot of our Mythos family in the group today. I'm about to read from the Bhagavad Gita and get into that. Uh, if you guys want to support what I'm doing and you love what I'm talking about, hit up my website, www.cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. You can join our Mythos Insider community. It's only 9 bucks a month. we got a private Facebook group. Uh, we have chat going on all the time around the subjects we're talking about here, and we have a live call every single Saturday. Don't miss it. Um, a lot of other creators do stuff like that, but the prices are, are even higher up in there. And I really try to keep everything super level headed for what we're doing. You can also, it's a separate product, but you can get it as well. We have some members in both. I have charisma light work Academy. It's all of the things that I teach, like how my mind works. Ultimately, I help you on your light work journey, whether you're a light worker and indigo, a star seed, or you just feel called to do more spiritually and step into spiritual practice either personally or professionally the lightwork academy is absolutely where you should be and that's only 29 dollars a month 
Um, and you can also save by purchasing a year up front. You can save on two months for free there. So go, go check that out on my website, www.cubcooker.com. Thank you guys for your support. Jumping into the Bhagavad Gita here. The Bhagavad Gita is called The Beautiful Song by God. Um, and it is part of the epic Mahabharata, which is this huge document. Like it's so big. I don't think I'll ever read it. I, I looked into it and I don't, I don't even remember how many volumes are in it. It's just massive. Um, and I, I bet it's amazing. Um, but the Bhagavad Gita to me is like, just, it's like the cream of the crop in that. It's just a beautiful, beautiful story. And so it follows kind of the framework that it follows, um, is a narrative of Prince Arjuna and his guide and charioteer Krishna. So, and I'm from West Texas, so forgive me on how I pronounce anything from Jesus to Krishna to whatever. Um, that's just how I talk. So, um, but really, this is an epic, and it and it kind of starts out with Arjuna has, um, you know, he's going into battle and he looks on the other side of the field. Thank you guys for the stars and the gifts, by the way. Love, love, love those. Those help directly. Thank you guys so much. Um, he looks out over the battlefield and he sees that on the other side of the battlefield is like his friends and his family and his children. And like, I mean, just like so many people that are a part of his life that he loves and cares about. And so, the whole epic is played out with Krishna is his uh, charioteer and he's basically giving him advice like it's this whole stream of consciousness in the moment before the sword drops like the moment before everyone rushes into battle and so literally in, in my head or my interpretation of this thank you guys for the stars God bless you Melissa Melissa thank you my friend truth that travels over on TikTok at truth that travels go give her a follow uh, Melissa does a lot of energy work over there. Um, I think she, you do the crystals and stuff like that. So very, very cool work. She's one of our community members. Love what she's doing. We've got uh, Missy as well in here. Um, we've got, I don't know who else. Like, uh, If you guys are in here from Mythos or Charisma, raise your hands and I'll shout you out. I try to shout you all out every time. Um, but so this is basically Krishna going like, hey, wait a minute. I'm going to take this moment, this one little moment in time, which is infinity, and I'm going to explain to you the mysteries of the universe. I'm going to explain to you who you are, how reality works. I'm going to explain to you the supreme being. I'm going to explain to you divine feminine and divine masculine. And I'm going to unfold everything in front of you right here, right before you go into battle. Like literally, I see this happening outside of time and space, not even in a moment. It's just like as he's about to go into battle, it's like his life flashes before his eyes and he's told all of these things. You can liken this type of vision, this type of epic, this type of whatever, um, to the book of Revelation. Like the book of Revelation is a bit more like kind of, you know, it's more doomsday and it's more judgy, uh, judge, you know, judgment on the earth type thing. This is more like open, lighthearted, more like what I see the message of Jesus being. And while there are some harsh truths in it, there are some harsh truths in it just like the message of jesus it's still like met with this kind of like this doesn't none of this matters like you guys are missing it like you don't understand you don't understand the sacrifices don't matter the money you're paying for them doesn't matter who you identify with doesn't matter the place you come from doesn't matter what you do doesn't matter like literally just stop turn around come back to dad come back to father 
there's no like if you look in that parable of like the um the son that went away and you know he spent his whole inheritance and he partied and he did all this stuff and then he comes home and dad just like throws his arms around him throws a huge party and the other brother's not very happy about it and so it's like the prodigal son thing like that kid didn't need, need a savior he just was loved by the father and if you look at the message of Jesus and the message that's in the Bhagavad Gita is it's really that same message of like, here's how you stop with the BS, the belief systems. And then here's how you step into burn karma. Here is how you step into getting off of the reincarnation wheel unless you volunteer to come back. Uh, because ultimately, if you look at all these mythologies, you had certain gods they wanted to keep people on the reincarnation cycle. And even if you look at the old religious law that was given under darkness, fire and smoke on Mount Sinai uh, to Moses, like even if you look at some of the New Testament theology, it talks about it's only the law that leads to sin and death. And so like literally it's just basically you can just replace that with like it's the law that leads to reincarnation over and over and over because what jesus was talking about he's talking about being born again as spirit not as flesh and ultimately these ancient gods wanted to keep us in the flesh as much as possible so there would be more workers more worship uh more psychic energy going to power their whatever uh their egos their technology whatever you want to see i mean we know that psychic energy and metaphysical energy and all of that you know thoughts can create things and all of that from metaphysics and just think about the idea that like the more energy you give in your thought and your emotion to a deity who is more like your alcoholic uncle and in, you know, dualistic in nature. I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate you back and forth all the time. Um, and by the way, don't do this, but I'm going to go do it. You know, oh, you shouldn't do that. But by the way, I did that 10 times in one verse, you know, like that's the type of gods that we were worshiping and, and that a lot of people still do. And think about how much energy that takes. Think about how much energy that idea takes. And if you believe purely in metaphysics, then you realize that you're literally creating a God. You're literally creating a construct that is on a different plane of existence. It is within a different frequency. It is a extra dimensional being that you created. Um, because you are the co-creator child of God, the father and the mother and the created um, we are that particle in this flesh that doesn't exist. And our truth is in that wave. It is in that energy. It is in the awareness of that energy. It is in the potential of that energy to create. And that's ultimately where we are in our consciousness. So now our flesh ties all of that up. And when we serve in our flesh to these other gods, we continue to create because we don't even realize what they've done is in effect, they've stolen the very thought that we are co-creators and that by even focusing energy on them, we are creating a bigger construct. We're literally powering their life force. And so think about that guys. Think about if we are the only being in the universe, save the Supreme being, we are literally a part of the Supreme being because the Supreme being is feminine, masculine and child all together. We are, it is one and we are a part of that one. There is no separation between you and me. We are all one spirit, one together. And if you think about that and the fact that we've all been broken apart and just by a thought we're broken apart and we continue to create in extra dimensionals that don't even exist because the ultimate supreme reality is in the one. It is in the conscious awareness of 
the singularity of the energy of that wave that has all the potential in it because ultimately we are the potential the mother is the awareness and the father is the energy um, and that's my understanding of it by the way which is mixed from a whole lot of different things that i've you know learned read experienced experiences i've had um anybody who's ever opened their third eye understands that like hey everything's connected with energy none of this is even real there's literally pulsing energy and communication through all things and so when you really go down that rabbit hole the bhagavad gita just completely breaks reality open for you um and for me like i get into the gnostic gospel of thomas and it goes even deeper down the rabbit hole of uh the metaphysical teachings of jesus which we'll we'll read some from uh later yeah ganesha is awesome absolutely uh and i love all the different hindu gods too guys like think about that um and and i'm not speaking for anyone who actually follows this faith i'm speaking for me as like you know what i would consider an outsider reading this or raised christian and reading this for me i see that like all these different gods within that pantheon they're all parts of us you got like ganesha you have hunaman uh, the monkey God, like he's literally like us when we wrap our hearts around love. Um, and there's a song that I love that talks about Hunamon, which is like that monkey God that he ascends and becomes fully his glorified God self um, as he yokes himself to love, as he steps into his heart chakra. And I kind of am like, yeah, that's literally what humanity should do, right? Like that's what our our, our monkey selves should do, right? And I'm not a big, like, you know, evolution type guy. I'm not saying that, but I mean, um, it's just wild, guys. Like, it, it, it's it's all tied together, and you can go so far down the rabbit hole of any piece of this. One of the things I love doing is just stripping all this back to the core reality that powers all of it. Like, let's look at the batteries that are inside rather than the operating system on top. So I'm trying to look at where does that source come from, so... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Odin, Thor, Freya, those are all like literally that pantheon is like the same archetype as, you know, the divine feminine, masculine and child. Like, I mean, it's the same. It's all the same story in different tellings if you really, really look closely. So as we get into the Bhagavad Gita, you know, the battle is starting and it's this entire kind of trip through the cosmos, uh, very similar to the book of Revelation. And so I'm going to read one thing from the Bhagavad Gita, um, and this is, uh, it says, God can be described by parables and not in any other way. So remember, this is like Krishna telling Arjuna, like, hey, none of this matters. Enjoy the win. Enjoy the, you know, the spoils of war, whatever all this stuff is. You know, enjoy being a conqueror. And I'm not trying to say like that. That's not how I approach life. But I think ultimately it's like, here's the worst case scenario. I think that's really like the, the take I put on it. Not that it's okay to, you know, do whatever you want. That's not what I took from this. I took like, here's the worst case scenario and you're already engaged in it and there's no going back. Like the, like it's literally, you know, hell on earth unleashed here. And, in this transcendent moment, none of it matters. And all that matters is the divine truths of spirit. And for me, that's what I took from it. Again, not that I, and a lot of people will read this that are trying to prove it wrong and they go, well, you just do whatever you want. And that just leads to all that. And that's not that. And so I've literally heard this talked about in a church setting before where, 
it's like, you know, oh, that's just a demonic whatever that leads you to, you know, self-righteousness and sinfulness and all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, I kind of see it the opposite where it's really showing you that like when hell on earth is unleashed and you realize that like none of this matters is the only point when you can really go, wait a minute, I am this, God is this, and that's what matters. Like, And so this part of it says, and again, that's just my opinion, God can be described by parables and not in any other way. I shall fully describe the object of knowledge. So this is Krishna talking here. Knowing which one attains immortality, the beginningless supreme being or parabrahman is said to be neither eternal nor temporal. The eternal being, Brahman, has his hands, feet, eyes, head, mouth, and ears everywhere because he is all-pervading and omnipresent. Now, I want to paraphrase a quote that I just shared on a short video on all platforms. You can go watch it. Um, And I'm talking about the Gospel of Thomas when Jesus says that if those that tell you the kingdom, look, there is the kingdom, or look, there it is, Do not believe them because the kingdom of God is all around you. It is in every place on this earth, in and through all things. And so like literally, it's the same message here that we're getting. And so his hands, feet, eyes, head, mouth, ears are everywhere because he is all pervading and omnipresent. Now we know that, right? Like we know that. But when you flash back to the Old Testament and a lot of these other mythologies, And you see that a God had to descend, he had to meet with, he had to tell things to, or he had to send angels, whatever. That's not omnipresence. That's having worker bees for you. Omnipresence is like, I can incarnate as whatever I want. I can manifest as whatever I want because I am ultimately, this is my entire program. And so you can build whatever you want with the program, but I can still step into it anytime I want. Absolutely, Jeffrey. Creation, yeah. So, um, let's see, do you think, uh, my gods and your gods are the same beings? I don't know. I mean, I don't know who your gods are. And that's, that's my question here. Um, I honestly don't claim like a God anymore. I claim the Supreme being the source, the father source, the mother spirit and the child creator. Um, that's really how I like view my correlation to the Supreme being here. So, Um, and I, you know, the Supreme being is kind of something that I really started jiving on for a while. And then when I read the Bhagavad Gita, I'm like, Oh, it literally says the Supreme being here. Like that's because I kept thinking like, there's something bigger. There's some source, there's some Supreme like reality out there that is not what we experience here. And it's not what we've made into our gods. Um, and so, you know, I, I think it's ultimately like we create our own gods every day and that's just kind of how I view it. And so, Every day, you know, I think it would be best summed up as like, do you vibe with someone or not? If you vibe with them, it's most likely because, yes, you have the same gods, um, even though they go by many, 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 many different names. If you don't vibe with someone, then it might be because you've built conflicting gods or you have uh, one of you serves source and one of you serves uh, gods that are made out of the ego. And that's another thing that like the ego, anything that's filtered through us, the source filtered through us comes out the other side with the stench of our ego on it, no matter what we do. And so ultimately I love this part. Cause it's like, 
you know, God or the supreme being source can be described by parables and not in any other way. And so he's all pervading. He is the perceiver of all sense objects. And by the way, I want you guys to understand that a lot of times in these older mythologies, the word he is not gender specific. Okay. So the, a lot of times when we say he, and we put God as he, that is actually referring to God as both. God as feminine, God as masculine, God as the, you know, like, and that's kind of where he is used there. So I'm not a language expert, but I have heard many, many different people talk about this. Again, always do your own research, guys. I'm not here to prove any of this to you. I'm just sharing my point of view. And ultimately, my point of view doesn't matter. It's your point of view because my point of view isn't going to change your life. Your point of view will change your life. Um, and so that is ultimately, uh, you know, what I teach here. So uh, Antichrist says, Yes, he is gender specific. Well, if you understand ancient languages, you understand that, you know, a lot of times there's gender specific things and a lot of times there's not. And and we kind of fill in the gaps, especially when you have the English language here um, to try and understand. So uh, he says he is our father, not mother. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, according to the ancient Hebrew mythology, he is masculine. According to Jesus, he talks about father as in Abba, but in the Gnostic gospel of Thomas, Jesus talks about if you know your mother in heaven, then you will know her. Um, and if you know your father, then you will know yourself. Like, And so he's talking about that divine feminine and divine masculine, God as both, which is father, mother, and child, because we're a part of God. And that's like really what he's trying to reveal, in my humble opinion. So... Um, again, it depends on which mythology you look at and how literally you take everything. So for me, again, I'm way more on the mystic metaphysical side of, of this than anything. So, um, he is inside as well as outside all beings, animate and inanimate. So think about that. He's in dogs, cats, cows. He's in you. He's in me. He's in the trees. He's in the wall. He's in everything. He's literally that energy, that wave that even allows anything to operate. It's the, the code, the source code that any of this is constructed out of. And so how is that possible? Because if none of this is out here and it's all in here, then that makes perfect sense. Uh, he is incomprehensible because of his subtlety and because of his omnipresence, he is very near residing in one's inner psyche as well as far away in the supreme abode or paradam. Um, he is undivided. He yet appears to exist as if divided in beings. Now think about that. He is undivided. Now we see these other gods, even like the Old Testament God, is a divide. Like he's a dualistic god, and like this is really saying, like, no, this is a unified, undivided, perfect, all-pervading being. Yet he can appear to exist as if divided in all beings. He, the object of knowledge, appears as Brahma and the creator Vishnu as the sustainer and Shiva, the destroyer of all beings. And so that's where you have other qualities. You have like other manifestations. And if you really think about like the core essence of God, how is it that these other manifestations of him can exist? Because we exist. Because we require certain things like 
we require building something up and tearing something down. If we didn't have the Shiva energy, we could not even take a building down. It would sit there forever. Nothing would decay. Nothing would actually transfer the energy or create that power that we have within the atom. Um, and so like we have these different qualities of it doesn't mean it's dualistic, but it does mean that that potential is there within that. And so that's kind of how I decode all of that. So um, let's see. The supreme person is the source of all light. So think about that. The supreme person is the source of all light. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. Um, he said, I am the light of the world. When I am in the world, the world has light. Like, think about that. So the supreme person is the source of all light. And literally in the Gnostic Gospel of Thomas, Jesus is saying, I am the source of all light. Like, I read that last night, and I'm like, oh, well, that's, you know, perfect, perfect example there of what I'm talking about. Um, the object of self-knowledge, he is self-knowledge, the object of self-knowledge, and seated in the inner psyche, or the casual heart of consciousness. He is to be realized by self-knowledge. Thus, the creation as well as the knowledge and the object of knowledge have been briefly described by me. Understanding this, my devotee attains my supreme abode. And then we get into the supreme spirit, spirit material nature, and individual souls, which I'll save for another day because pff, more rabbit hole. By the way, these are mere verses within this whole book. I'm on page 88 right now. If you guys want to check this out, there's a ton of versions online for free. Um, obviously, public domain at this point. But there's also some great versions I have on my website that have commentary in it by some expert curators and um, scribes that have kind of retranslated this. One that I really like in particular, it's all on my website, www.cubcooker.com. That'll send you to my stand store. Always, always, always go through my official links which are in my profile okay so wherever you're watching this actually live it's going to be over on my profile um just as of the recording of this video we have about 300,000 followers on facebook it's facebook.com slash cub cooker tiktok is tiktok.com slash cub cooker i'm at cub cooker on all platforms c-u-b-k-u-k-e-r all of that can be found through cub with official links just so you're protected had a lot of people reaching out to people lately. I will never email you. I don't do psychic readings. I don't do anything like that. Literally everything that I offer is on my website. We have my course in light work, which is charisma. We have our insider community, which is mythos. So that's $29 a month for the course, $9 a month for mythos group, which includes the live calls. You can do both if you want, and you're still under 40 bucks a month. And it, and it makes all the world a difference to me. It helps me show up and do this every single day. I do this full time. You can also subscribe to my podcast there and follow all the different socials wherever you'd like to find me. So with that said, thank you guys for watching. Um, Clarity said, great claims slash stories, no actual evidence. Want to be very, very clear. As always, I'm not here to give anyone evidence. I'm not here to prove anything. I'm not a news channel. I'm not a media outlet. I am not the evening paper. I am a guy with a lot of weird experiences, a lot of deep thinking. I'm a very creative person. I love making content. I'm obsessed with aliens, with ghosts, with paranormal. 
with God, with self, with consciousness, with joy and happiness and trying to figure out how the heck to be happy in this life, all of which is what I explore here on this channel. So with that, I try to give some source text, but ultimately at the end of the day, you want proof in anything. I don't think you can ever find it personally because I don't think any of this is real. And I think that reality is what you define it and make it up as, and literally you experience what you perceive it to be. And so whatever you're looking for proof of, you're gonna find within that. That's why some people live on a plane, some people live on a globe, some people live in La La Land. I probably live in La La Land, um, and that's fine. And I think that we all experience our different timelines and realities, yet we still coexist together and it's the weirdest version of reality ever, right? And so ultimately, I think you should go look it up for yourself. You should make your own opinions because I'm not going to change your life by going, this says this and this is proof of this because there's a million people online that do that and all they do is argue with each other and not one of them has enlightened me. Not one of them has illuminated the issues that I've had with who I am in the eyes of God, the issues that I've had with sin patterns in my life, the issues that I've had with uh, loving others, the issues that I've had in my marriage, the issues that I've had um, with my business or myself or whatever, like not one of those, those arguments and debates and everything that go on, they just don't matter in my opinion. And so if you're looking for the proof, guys, this is probably the worst channel for you because ultimately I think I've done my job if I've proved nothing to you but I've made you question everything at the end of every video because better questions lead you to deeper, more transcendent answers that still leave it wide open for questions because otherwise we just get doctrine, dogma, and this is this, that is that, I'm right and they're wrong mentality. And ultimately the supreme reality is love. And that's what I want here on our channel. Um, that's what I want for everybody. So. Johnny Boy says, what's my birthday? And I'm born in March, uh, so I'm a Pisces, in case you're wondering. Um, lots, of, lots of Piscean energy about to be going on, I think as of yesterday, actually. So, um, But anyway, I've been in manifesting mode for a long time, so it's, it's a good place to be. But yes, plant those seeds, Cub. Truth That Travels says, thank you very much. Between Tomorrow says, hearts, 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 and rock on with aliens. Absolutely. God is love. Absolutely. Johnny Boy says, same Pisces. Yeah, absolutely. You can probably tell by the way I talk, uh, by the way I think, you know, by the way I vibe here. So, yeah, you start recognizing, like, other people that are definitely on your same wavelength. So, uh, Motivation Speaks. What's up, brother? Thank you for being here. Uh, Love Cards by Robert Lee Camp. Awesome. I will check that out. Thank you very much. Um, appreciate the suggestion. Yeah, I'll add that to my list for sure. Uh, Greg, thanks for being here. Brandon, what's up, brother? Uh, yeah, welcome to the live. I haven't seen you in a while, man. Uh, we got a lot of, a lot of members here at Mythos, so thank you guys. Yes, Nibiru, Planet X, absolutely, Jeffrey. Uh, thank you guys for the stars here. Thank you for the gifts here. I have super thanks open over on YouTube as well. Anybody that wants to go above and beyond and just bless me, uh, bless what we're doing here. Ultimately, it blesses the whole community, so thank you guys so much. Uh, y'all have a beautiful, beautiful day. God bless you. I love you. And I hope this has been enlightening. I will read a lot more Bhagavad Gita. I think this is very important. A lot of people have never heard it before, especially if you grew up in the Western tradition like I did. It's definitely not something you read in school or Sunday school. So 
Uh, but to me, there's just so much depth and beauty to it. And ultimately, it's helped me love myself, God, and others more. And I think if it does that, then we're on the right track, right? So glad I caught it, Brandon says. Uh, reading the Gita on my own right now. Yes, awesome, awesome. Um, uh, and then somebody says, why are there Nephilims in the background? You know, hey, we're all Nephilims, man. We're all Nephilims. We're all products of the gods, right? We're all products of that manipulation. So uh, that's just kind of the way I look at it. So, yes, those are ascended masters. Absolutely, Johnny boy. Um, yeah, this is uh, Arjuna, Krishna. We can put Jesus in here, Buddha. Heck, they're up here in the sun anyway. So, you know, um, I don't know. I love it. Shelly says, just ordered it. Awesome, awesome. You're going to love it, Shelly. Um, yes, the Trinity from the Bhagavad Gita. Absolutely. So, um, anyway, if you missed the episode, it'll be posted on the restream over on my YouTube channel, which is on my website, cubkuker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Um, and then it'll also be on Apple, Spotify, everything, uh, later tonight or early tomorrow, depending on how quick it encodes. So I upload these immediately afterwards. So, You guys go check that out. Thank you for your support. God bless you. And I will see you tomorrow. Be sure and check out my series that I just am uploading still today. Short videos on all platforms. Um, And it's all about did Jesus return? Is he coming on a cloud? Did he already come within the hearts of all of us? What is the rapture? I go through a lot of that just kind of stream of consciousness to get you to think outside the box. So love you guys. Thanks, Jay, for being here. Thanks, Truth That Travels. Thank you, Missy. Uh, Thank you, Judah. Thank you, Kevin, Shelly, Pasha, Bradley. Hey, what's up, Pasha? I didn't see you in here. Greg, thanks for being here. Uh, Y'all have a beautiful, beautiful afternoon. Thank you.